I'm baritone Zachary Nelson, and you're listening to the CVH Podcast, the realest, most unadulterated classical podcast. (laughs) What's so good about um, all of my friends currently out of work, and I mean like almost all, is that they've got time to cut these IDs for me. And I'm loving my pals who are doing it. Like I'm feeling a super affinity to anyone who would do this for me. Now, I will tell you, I have asked 20, and I've got 15. I'm not going to call out the people who haven't done it. There's no point in that. But I will take submissions, please. Um, If you're interested, go ahead and do one. I'll get you on there. I'll get you up there, if it's good. (laughs) Let's see. That was the strokes right at the beginning. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm currently doing what I do where I sort of obsess about one thing and just go all the way with it. And um, this week, that's the strokes. Uh, they can apparently do no wrong. I'm sure they could, but uh, not in my headphones. And I, I had this, um, this um, uh, idea that... It's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. When I think about it, it's ridiculous. But I do have this urge to like have my life mimic song lyrics. Like I want to live in the song. I want to have that sort of um, poetry to to my life. And I think that's why I'm if I'm in the city um, constantly with headphones in my ears, like I want this soundtrack. Like I, th- <laughs> I think there's this soundtrack of me walking and. Um, uh, it's funny. It's it's funny how it'll change your the look on your face. You know, like there's something going on in your head, and and um, the people around you don't know that you are jamming, or you're just like loving life, or you're about to cry, or whatever. Uh, it's like this little secret, this little secret in our headphones. And I don't understand anyone who comes up and talks to me while I have headphones on. Clearly, you <laughs> you have misread this situation. <laughs> The headphones are in so we don't have to talk. I'm pretty sure that's why everyone at my gym hates me. Pretty sure. I'm like, I have to have this, I have this playlist, and between sets I can get a long stare. You know, like, between, between exercises is when, like, all the bullshit comes up. All the stuff comes up. And I have to immediately go back to angrily exhausting myself so I don't have to deal with it. And, um... Uh, sure, that, that playlist is everything. And I've been listening to old ones, and, and we all know what that does. It's just like, you know, because during COVID, I need more things to make me emotional. I should I should really lean into those kind of things. Some days are tough. It's funny. I just, I, I just have this urge to, like, live in the song or the poem or the painting, you know, whatever whatever you're listening to. And today is the strokes, so that's why I had the strokes at the beginning. And my buddy Zach, who has literally saved me from myself, pretty sure. I could probably name five times that my buddy, baritone Zach Nelson, one of the greatest, living in Chicago, uh, working in Chicago, owning Chicago. He, he is certainly, uh, that's a bro. I knew he was a bro in five seconds. One of those guys. Uh yeah, my bro. But I don't understand what that is. I don't understand that urge to like 
live in the song. And I'm not going to stop. Like, I feel like I deserve some kind of poem, you know, like, um, like uh, I, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be so fancy that the poem means my life, you know, I'm sure that's all ridiculous, but it's, I don't know, maybe it's something to strive for. I don't even know why it matters. I don't, I don't know why I have that urge for that poetic existence. I, I feel like a lot of people just live normal. I, there's a lot of angst over here. <laughs> like I never let go of the teenage angst. Or maybe I just shoved it way down back then and I'm letting it come out now. That could be part of it. I'm going to call my therapist. She's very nice. She validates all my horse shit. I feel like I'm sort of constantly searching for art or something that was creative, new music or a new writer or a new artist. I, and um, and I, and I want to like mold my life out of it. And I, I'm a singer who sings other people's songs. Like it's not super creative. We don't have a lot of opportunity to be artists. You know, you can like turn a phrase here or there, or you can do something dramatically that's, that's your choice and you made an artistic choice, but it's all within the frame of somebody else's idea, somebody else's music, somebody else's regie, somebody else's stage. You know, it's not, I think I always had this urge to be a, 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 a artist, you know, we, we all, we're all hoping to be that, and it's not really for us to decide, it's for somebody else to decide, but uh, I'm not sure I'm an artist in my singing. I think I'm a singer. I don't know if that makes sense. I paint horrible paintings at home, and I feel like that's art. I feel like I actually create something there. It's funny. I, maybe it's a fruitless search. I don't know. Maybe I'll search my whole life and try and wedge it into a song lyric. Um, I'm not even sure. I'm not, it's for romantics. I'm not even sure it could be achieved. Maybe just for fleeting moments. My existential crisis continues. I, I, I wonder if the artists themselves, the people who created the music or the painting or what have you, I, I wonder if they're even living that life. Because it, it seems to me, and those of you who have read Malcolm Gladwell and you understand the 10,000 hour idea, like to be anything of substance, it takes serious dedication day in and day out you have to show up like a psycho every day and never relent never relent and i wonder if the artists themselves even feel like they're living the poem or are they just so busy focusing on their work that they miss it you know maybe the, maybe they're there to do it for us they're there to create it for us we should thank them <laughs> we should thank them for giving us hope and uh, focus and levity and drive and you know, like everything, everything that I feel like the soundtrack of, of my life is mostly pretty good. I mean, some of it's shit, but some of it's real good. I don't know. And where would we be during downtime, COVID time without art in general? You know, like who made all those Netflix shows we're looking at? Who, who made that new album? Like this is, um, the artists kept us going here. And the Clorox, the Clorox too, but mostly the music. This is my show. I can say what I want. Fuck off. <laughs> anyway, that's my love song to art and artists and anybody who, anybody who makes something is an artist, right? Like, like makes it with their hands. That's a real artist. I was talking with a friend yesterday and I had posted a picture and I had attached a song to it, which I want to do, uh, I kind of really like that feature. It has, um, you know, it talks for you sometimes. 
you know what I mean. And she said, you always have great taste in music. Now, that's not true, but I appreciate that. And I appreciate anybody who says that to you. Um, I am only good as the suggestions that are given to me, and I follow... Uh, I follow a lot of people, but probably three major people that provide me new music, and they never miss. Like, some people miss, but for the most part, um, the people that I really get into never miss. If they tell me I should hear something, they're right. Uh, I love those people. That's like, anybody who's, anybody who is um, giving you music is like, they're important. Like, you should pay attention. Anybody who gives you music... Uh, wants to communicate with you deeper. They want to tell you something or they want to connect with you or they want to share a feeling or something. And th- those people are important. I'm, I'm, um, I'm convinced of that. I'm most endeared to the people that have given me like forever artists, people who have turned me on to things. Um, somebody who shares a, a playlist with you or a playlist that wasn't even meant for you that they were just like, hey, I put this together for... Uh, uh, so-and-so's birthday, have a listen, and you go, oh my God, we have the exact same movie tastes. Uh, I mean, music tastes. Probably movie too, but probably not. <laughs> uh. Anyway, she said I had great um, taste in music, which I, which I know is not true, but um, it just made me think about why, I, why somebody would say I have good taste in music, and it's really because of the of the amazing people in my life that have turned me on to certain things, you know. Uh, my sister turned me on to REM when I was a kid, and and it wasn't necessarily like, it didn't jump right out at me, but uh, as time goes by, it's like one of those forever artists. You're like, right, okay. When I hear the piano part to Night Swimming, like my, my eyes fill up with tears, you know, like that. You have to love people that give you that kind of stuff. Those, those are amazing gifts. <clears throat> Today it's a caffeine-free Diet Coke. Living on the edge. But I will say that the uh, brownie edible is um, hitting hard. As they do. I uh, talked to a buddy last night. We chatted on the phone. We actually chatted. He's an old man like me. And texting gets a little tedious. We're not good at it. We're slow. We're slow texters. And like I have to look at the keyboard and then I look up at the screen and I see that those three words that I thought I typed are actually like one horrific, disgusting, long, consonant-filled atrocity. And I have to start deleting, only I can't move the cursor. God damn it. There's nothing like that to really make you feel like there's like a a generational gap. Like I think I, I, I lived in a time before cell phones and so these things weren't meant for me. I'm I'm just sort of I'm grabbing onto it, but um, it's for a younger person. <laughs> it's okay to be old, right? You're not that old, but I'm 42. I look I looked 38 my entire life. I would say that from like 23 on, I looked 38, and so it was nice when I finally caught up. And now that I'm 42, I, I feel like I kept going. Like I look 42. There's enough gray here. Somebody called me a zaddy recently. I had to look it up. Uh, I'll let you look it up too. Zaddy. Z-A-D-D-Y. Anyway, it was a compliment. But it definitely means old too. (laughs) Which is fine. 
Anyway, talking to my buddy, and he is a professional radio guy and music guy, and and um, a kindred spirit to say the least. Just a just a guy on on the life trip, and um, curious, interested, snarky, like all those beautiful things that you like in a friend. Just authentic, like definitely going to say exactly what he's thinking, and those those kind of people I'm completely endeared to. Even if you don't agree with them, even if even if they're brash, even if you're embarrassed by or whatever, I love anybody who speaks their mind. The less filters we have, the better. And this is my point. Um, you know, he's a professional radio guy, and I said, "Hey, you know, just have a listen if you don't mind. Have a listen, and then tell me what you think." Now, this could have been a huge mistake. Like, just the idea that I would even <laughs> say to someone. Immediately, like glutton for punishment, you know, because of what I do. I just, unless somebody's telling me what I'm doing wrong, I, 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 I'm not comfortable. <laughs> and so in all his amazing professionalism, he had to listen and he called me and I was nervous. I was nervous, uh, but, but I, because I knew him to be honest and I knew him to, um, look, he's a professional. He knows me as a, he knows me as a singer and, and I'm, and and uh, I'm very professional at that. And so, you know, that's one part of me. This this podcast is the most unprofessional thing I do. <laughs> and so to be judged by somebody at the top of the game is uh, super nerve-wracking. And he offered really only one thing. And the offer was uh, what's what he enjoyed about it, what he thought was working really well, was the me part. Um, just uh, me talking to friends. And he thought to lean into that. And I kind of liked it. Um, uh, I, I, I was made to feel more comfortable sitting down today uh, after having talked to him and, and um, you know, feeling like that. Like, okay, you know, just you speaking is uh, enough. It doesn't need to be more. It doesn't need to be, I don't have a great plan here. You know, I just sit down and I start having my therapy session with you guys. And um, you guys, the royal guys, you know how I feel about that. You guys, the hundreds of thousands of you listening. <laughs> and and um, that was really the, the, the crux of what he had to offer. Just be CVH. That's it. And uh, the... If if that's enough, then the people will come. And and so far, you're you've come to see me. You've come to hear me. Maybe you'll see me. I thought about putting a video on this, but that also feels like just one more thing. I'm not going to be able to <laughs> accomplish correctly. The sound is going to be off. <laughs> uh, it was um, it was good, good to catch up with somebody somebody who's been affected by COVID, but is but is back to work a bit and. And um, be reminded of New York and the people there and, and um, my urge to get back there. Uh, it's funny, you know, I'm talking to another friend, famous friend. And I asked him how he was doing through all this and he said, um, I identify as being a father, so I'm so happy to be home. And I identify as being a husband and I'm so happy to be home. And uh, what what a beautiful thing to say, and I'm and I love this man for this, and and um, I wish every day that I could be more like this guy, very specifically. You know, I wake up and I go, when I grow up, I'm going to be him. You know, we're basically the same age, but I say when I grow up, I'm going to be just like him. 
And he said that, you know, he identified so much as being a dad and a husband that um, this was no problem. You know, the, the shocking loss of money, you know, it was one thing, but he, he said those things um, uh, really um, was just how he f- identified first. And I have to say that if I'm being completely honest, which is what I'm here to do, right? You're my therapist. I couldn't, I couldn't necessarily uh, jump onto that wholeheartedly. I th- I, that, that's, that's pretty honest. That sounds like a shitty thing to say. And it's not like I don't like those things. Um, but I think I have identified as a singer for so long right now. Uh, that When that went away, I, I truly felt like you lose your identity. You lose your group. You lose your people that understand you. Not that the people at home don't understand you, but they, it, it's, um, it's the, the life on the road, the life on the fast line that's been going on for so long. Um, it, it was easy to feel like I lost most of me. Uh, so I couldn't, I wanted to relate to him. I wanted to say those exact words right back at him. Well, yes, of course, you know, now that I'm back home, da, 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 but that's not necessarily the case. And I think that's okay. I think that's okay uh, for everybody to have their own uh, journey here. And um, uh, this time has had a lot of benefits uh, on the home front. And, and those, those things are not to be dismissed or looked over quickly. Um, but the, the hit to me personally uh, in my career has been substantial. Uh, just in my psyche, in my brain. I know we're going to get back. We'll get back. But to just go from uh, 100 to zero is really jarring. Uh, I'm not great at that move. I I just like 100 miles an hour. I don't like to hit the brakes. This forced hitting of the brakes. When I was talking, when my friend said that I had uh, 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 always had great musical tastes, uh, and I sort of put it off and said, well, it's because so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. But... What I thought about um, is like music choice is a total deal breaker. Have you ever been around someone and they're like, hey, listen to this and it's just shit. You're like, I can't, I can't even get into this. Uh, Or you walk into somebody's house and you walk into somebody's apartment and they've got something playing and you're like, oh my God, they like that person. Like, oh no, that sounds like terrible pop music. What are you listening? You know, like. Something will just hit me and I'll, and I'll judge. I'll quietly judge. But the people in your life, like the people that you really, really let in, uh, if you don't share musical tastes, it's a total deal breaker. <laughs> I have a beautiful friend, <laughs> and he's a singer. And we were sitting one time, and I've known him my whole life, or my whole, my whole uh, adult life. And, uh, and, he just comes out with this thing, and I, I wanted to hit him. I really, I should have hit him. I did call him out on it. He says, God, you know, I just love the doors, but I never cared much for Jim Morrison. Oh. I was like, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing anybody's ever said in the history of dumb things. I love the doors, I just don't care for Jim Morrison. God damn it. Ugh. I suppose you like Queen without Freddie Mercury too, right? Like, like oh, I love Queen. Hate that Freddie Mercury. <sighs> Sometimes I think people just say things to, uh, just to be contrarian, just to, just to be like, look how interesting I am. I said something different. 
I said the thing nobody else would ever say. So boring. I love originality, but uh, not not for the sake of originality. Like <laughs> we were just sitting there. We were at his table, so I really couldn't call him out too far. It was his table in his home. Man, I love the man. He's a brother, and uh, uh, I love the Doors. Just never cared for Jim Morrison. I wanted to get up right there, but dinner was really good, and so I stayed. Speaking of dinner, Thanksgiving. Are we doing this? We're not supposed to. I'm told we're not supposed to. Has anybody, are we all getting together and, and going to sit around and pretend like everybody's not sick? We've got to take care of the grandparents. I'm getting worried. I know I'm sitting around a table. Uh, that's a funny thing. It's funny how you think, oh, I know these people, so they're safe. <laughs> like, like, this is all family, so... That family, all together at the same table, because I know them, they definitely don't have COVID, because I know them. <laughs> where does that come from? I don't, where does that fake, false, uh, um, uh, you know, where, where does that idea that, you know, just because you know somebody's gonna, it's like a false security But if I was sitting at a table with 15 perfect strangers and they were, and I was just going to eat with them, uh, that would never happen. Oh my God. I would be convinced that most of them were sick with things worse than COVID. Like I wouldn't even dream of it because I don't know them. They definitely have the cooties, right? Like they've got everything. But for some reason when it's with family, we're like, oh, it's going to be just fine. I feel like the whole world is going to at least have dinner with somebody. We're just gonna blow this stupid thing up again, aren't we? I can smell it. I can smell it. We're gonna we're gonna goof it up. Let's everybody skip Thanksgiving so that the kids can stay in school because I know that's what you really want. I'm uh, thrilled and loving the podcast so far. I don't hate it yet. I thought I was gonna hate it. I was like, you're gonna do three episodes and hate it. I don't hate it yet. And, um, and, uh, you don't either. Thank God. Somebody's listening. The numbers are growing. You must be, um, you don't hate to hear me, which is good. God damn, are you fucking needy? Oh, so needy. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, Thanksgiving, you know, don't kiss grandma. Let's just not kiss grandma. She's so sweet. And she would just love it if you gave her a big kiss, but you know, like, don't. Let's not do this. And get the and and the kids too. Like, they're terrible at washing their hands. We got to get a little bit better with that. This is all a big mess. But as we all heard, Pfizer has done it. Ninety-five percent effectiveness. This is amazing. So, I I am a stockholder, and I played three bets on on pharmaceutical companies at the beginning of COVID because. Look, when shit like this hits the fan, somebody's going to get rich. You might as well try. And so uh, I made three bets on pharmaceuticals and Pfizer being one. And so uh, Pfizer comes out and says, hey, we got this uh, vaccine and it's 93% effective. And uh, no, no repercussions, no long-term anything and blah, blah, blah. The next day, Moderna comes out and says, which I did not bet on. I did not bet on Moderna. Moderna says, 
our vaccine is ready to roll and it's 95% effective. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm watching Moderna stock go up and Pfizer take a hit. Well, this morning Pfizer comes back and says, actually, we just checked. It's 96% effective. <laughs> and Pfizer is back up. Like the idea, oh three words like one percentage point uh you know in a in an effectiveness and it's completely affecting these bets i made now pfizer known for their dick pills but also covid vaccine all right i think uh, we're all completely sick of me i know that i am uh instagram our favorite place you go there a lot right i go there a lot i knew i go there a lot it's very easy to just keep looking. God damn, these things are killing us. They're definitely going to kill us. I think the Unabomber was right, by the way. Let's all go and look that up. I don't think killing people like he did was good. But if you read what he wrote, the manifesto, and I've read a couple of paragraphs from it after watching a documentary, God damn, was he right. Oh, Technology. Anyway, you can find me on Instagram at VanHornCVH. And my website, and I know when you all go there, I can tell. There's secret ways to tell. Ooh, that's the Adults Are Talking by The Strokes. ChristianVanHorn.com. It's full of fun. Lots of nude pictures. Tons. And uh, a worthless fan page on Facebook. That's it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Don't kiss Grandma. Enjoy the turkey. And uh, we'll see you soon. All right, bye. They've been saying you're sophisticated.